who doesn't size. We all go a little mad sometimes. Hi, I'm Chucky. Wanna play? You're gonna need a bigger boat. They're coming to get you, Barbara. I'll play again. Did you know I'm utterly insane? I'm just gonna bash you. What's blood for? If not for shedding. Welcome to 31 Days of Horror Movies 2021. I'm your host, Sam Johnston. Back with me again, a very special guest, Tommy Lee, my father. Johnston. Johnston. His father. Also Johnston. As far as we know. So we just watched Green Room from 2015, Mm -hmm. directed and written by Jeremy Salinier. A punk rock band is forced to fight for survival after witnessing a murder at a neo-Nazi skinhead bar. That's not, that's a recipe for disaster. (laughs) Murder at neo-Nazi bar. Yikes. I don't know. You think punk band, you think something a little different. They, they, they looked a little bit too sort of white bread to, you know, to be yeah. a punk band. They were pretty, uh, they yeah. were pretty clean, clean cut. And they also set up the band as, I mean, they're on the road. Yeah. They're also, um, you know, just getting by with what they got. Yeah. They, they're struggling. They're struggling. They don't have yeah. much money. So you would kind of think that maybe they're a little, you know, dirtier, a little, more mingly, you know. Right, when they're siphoning gas from other cars and parking lots to keep their tank full. Right. You know, so and they're willing and very happy to do it. I mean, they mm-hmm. don't think twice about it. They definitely have the punk sort of attitude, sensibility about them. I mean, they don't give a shit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it was kind of interesting the early moments of the movie, and it does come back a little bit later when they get to the venue. Um, when they're driving, um, there's... Things like seem to slow down. Yeah, like it's like rays of sun kind of coming in. Everything looks kind of almost like heavenly lit. The music is a lot slower. Not punk music at mm-hmm. all. It's almost like atmospheric, mm-hmm. um, angelic almost music. Mm-hmm. Like they're in their own world. You know? It's they're almost taking a break from this this attitude, this punk attitude that they have. You know what I mean? They're kind of taking a break from it. At least it felt that way. Because, you know, there's quick little shots. I thought it was actually shot. That was kind of a pretty moment. Pretty. If you could have a pretty moment in a movie like this, but a pretty moment in the way that it was shot. I thought it was nice cinematography. But we get little glimpses of each of their faces. And, you know, these are just kids, right? They're just kids. And they have these moments of innocence, I guess, about them. It Uh, felt like, because we also, as the audience, do know that this is a horror movie thriller we know something bad is coming yes when i i was looking at that as yes they're innocent but they're also naive right they were promised what 350 bucks to go and play and to them that was actually you know a pretty a pretty good um a, a, pr- a pretty good day's work for you know how many people in the band five five people in the band i think for yeah. especially after we see them play their first gig at the mexican restaurant and they each get six bucks six bucks <laughs> there they got six bucks and they got a lot of rice and beans to take a lot of rice to. and beans yeah. you know this is how life is on the road there's even a slight discussion there about music and the fact that their music isn't something that's necessarily going to they don't promote themselves a whole lot in, in social media or any of that they don't right? have any social media they don't yeah. and you know there's there's that little mention of well you know it's really just this is not music that most people are going to listen to. They kind of feel that anyway. It seems. Yeah. That kind of attitude to, oh, we don't aren't on social media is kind of a punk attitude. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. re- rebel, right. you know, because who right. isn't on social media? Right. Especially right. as a band nowadays. I'm sure there's plenty of punk bands on social media. Quite I'm sure honestly. there are. Well, we've seen a few, you know, but yeah, I mean, it is a punk attitude. I think it's, you know, it's kind of a rebellion against society. Right. They do have an edge about them um, for sure. 
Yeah. Um, they may not look the part, but then that's okay. Maybe well, they're a punk band that was, doesn't want to look the part, but they certainly act the part. Maybe they more are just acting the part yeah. because they think that's how they should be. Because we then eventually do see other characters, the real right. bad guys of this movie, right. the neo-Nazis, and right. they are, you know, bad. And yeah, and this is where this, this, this punk band really, I think individually, they realize they're not as tough as they think they are. Oh, yeah. So they've been living this kind of like, you know, yeah, we're a punk band, we're awesome, so, you know. But yeah, now suddenly they're thrust in in a situation where they're not the toughest guys in the room. And then they arrive at the uh, actual venue. Which is more like a compound. Right. Really. I was actually thinking when they were yeah. driving there, it's like heavy woods yeah. in the middle of nowhere. If they scream, I don't think right. anyone is going to hear them. Well, as they're pulling in, we see one gate that's that, you know, a quick glimpse of a gate with a, a lock on it, you know. So already you have a sense of, okay, there's people are you know, are locked in somewhere or they're locking yeah. something up or they're, you know, they're arriving at a place that needs to be locked up. Just the image of chains in general. Right. Just invoke yeah. jail yeah. or captivity. Right. right. Uh, and I mean, when they pull up to the venue and it is, it's all skinheads. That like immediate neck grab, I think sets the tone for what's going to happen here. There's yeah. immediate anger. From the second that they arrive, they've just jumped out of the van, and boom, one of them has his 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 a hand on his throat. Yeah, like welcome to the party. <laughs> welcome is, to the party. This right? is the first moment yeah, here. And yeah, it's... they haven't even they haven't even unloaded their gear yet. Yeah, and um, and there's already um, violence taking violence, place. Right. Yeah, uh, and then they load in. Uh, they go into the green room, and they're kind of. Obviously, like, these guys are creeps, but let's just get yeah. in, get out. Right. I think um, it's interesting when they're on stage, the bassist is the one that's most nervous about being there, for sure. Yeah, he doesn't feel right about He feels what's going bad on. about everything. Yeah. He's looking around, looking yeah. at things happening, and he just has a really bad feeling. His instincts are firing. He just doesn't, he just wants out, you yeah. can tell. But then the girl, I think she's the guitarist, is like... If you pussy out, I'll tell them you're Jewish or something like that. <laughs> yeah, it's right. again just kind of like right. they all know they're in a bad situation, yeah. but just turning just a blind eye. Get it done. Just get in, get out. We'll get in, we'll get out. Because they probably have been in places like that, you mm -hmm. know, where they've you know they've just done it and they've gotten out. Yeah, uh, this was maybe you know one stop too far. They're playing, and I, I think that what they were saying was Nazi punks. Fuck them. Was that the song? That's what I heard. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So the crowd didn't take, it's an interesting song to start with and that yeah. crowd. So they definitely have an attitude. They're pushing the envelope from the very beginning. And so beers are being thrown. They don't care. Uh, but once they get into the second song, which is more of a, one of their originals, more of what, you know, th these people just, they just want that, you know, that hard driving, loud, screaming punk. They just want that know, release. That release. Yeah. And it's interesting in that moment, isn't it? Because when that starts, we see the music, the punk music fades. Mm -hmm. It goes into more of an orchestral kind of mm -hmm. slow. You see them jumping up and down almost like a mosh pit, you know, with more of an orchestrated ballet. It almost looks like a ballet. Yeah. And it's also that music is the same music that we heard when they were road tripping and when they right. were in kind of this, um, their idealized life as a punk band right this is this is one of those moments when they're playing their punk music and everyone's getting into it right and they're feeling like they made it you know mm -hmm. this is it 
but I think it puts everybody at ease on stage at that point where they're okay. like, okay, this is cool. We're going to get through Oof, this. We settled in. We're out of here. Yeah, we right. did it. They finish the concert and they go and get paid. They get paid and without a problem. They can't go in the green room though because the headlining band's in there, but that's fine. Oh shoot, I forgot my phone. And I think it's the I think it's the bass, the player, bass player that right. goes in there. It's like, excuse me, oopsie, uh, oops, girl Shit. on the ground, knife in head. Yep. Everyone looking at him like, oh, oh, in the green room, in right. the green room, right. Which is the place that we constantly go back to right. in this movie right. throughout the movie. Yeah, it's not only like the green room, but also like the safe room, like the panic room. Right. They right. always return back to there when they're trying right. to like reset and right. come up with the next plan. Right. No one seems surprised that there's a murder going no, on. No, the murders happened, and they're dealing with it. They just didn't expect our hero band to step in the middle of it. Right. And that changes whatever plans that they had for covering up this murder that just happened in that green room. The manager's like, it'll be okay, it'll be okay, we're, we're gonna call the police, it's gonna be fine, I'll be right back. He walks outside real quick, and then he comes back, and then he has a gun, <laughs> and he's like, he's still like, it's okay, it's okay, don't worry, he's like very calm, Yeah, yeah. Uh, don't worry, just get in the room, yeah. it's, it's, it'll be okay, it's fine. Everyone just kind of gets trapped in that room for right. a while. Yeah. While the neo-Nazis are trying to figure out what they got to do. And at this point, I think they're completely intimidated and right. have no idea what to right. do. Yeah, they suddenly seem very small, right? They're kind of in, surrounded and engulfed with this, this you know, this neo-Nazi land. I mean, they're stuck in the middle of this, this compound and they just want to get out. Mm -hmm. Well, and literally, I noticed this a little later, in that green room, it is completely covered with graffiti marker, all of just hate and Nazi mm. symbols and all mm. like they are. And I wrote that down. Like they're overwhelmed by yeah. the Nazis in this compound. And it's literally all it's surrounding. They're them surrounded by it. Yeah. They come back in they clear everyone out except for the band members and Amber, who is, just a character who suddenly is suddenly there. there. We don't know why she's there. She part of the, is she, she's friends with the person who was murdered. Right. You know, but is she part of that band? We don't know yet. Darcy has shown up, which is, we learn the owner of the place played right. by Patrick, Patrick Stewart, Stewart, which was a surprise. Like Patrick Stewart just showed up. He's more than the owner of the venue. He is there. He's their lead neo-Nazi guy. Yeah. He's their, you know, he's their... Also the head of the operation that they uncover pretty much that this compound is dedicated to cooking heroin. It's all about the heroin. He, that's his business. Yeah. He talks about, my business will not go under tonight. Right. You'll, you might be out of the job mm -hmm. talking to the manager of the venue, but right. my business is not going to go down tonight. Right, right. He's all about protecting his operation. Right. And people are very scared of they're him. deathly afraid of, of who he is and the power that he has and and these these red laces these these kind of seem like the elite nazi squad you earn your red laces which are just that they're shoelaces that are red and when you get them you you know you are you've be you know you've been promoted you're basically promoted to do sort of the heavy work the killing that that kind of stuff you know you're, for for darcy you're one of the dogs yeah you're yeah. one of those dogs exactly and so Patrick Stewart is, you know, gathering the forces outside this whole movie. They're 
having to obviously learn quickly of what they have to do in the situation. Someone I think even says, do the math. The right. police aren't coming. Right. Patrick Stewart, I, I, at that moment, knocks on the door and is like, hey, it's me, Darcy. <laughs> you know, old neo-Nazi leader. He tells the guy to just give him a gun. They're going to let you go. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. And what does the band do? Well, they get the gun. Right. And then they rush at this guy. Right. And they start fighting with this guy. And it's this first fight is very clumsy. Yeah. Like, the, the, the first guy runs at him and just bites his shoulder, like, kind of like a... Not a great bite either. He just pushes them off really easily. <laughs> yeah. It like, like flings them across the room. I was waiting for this to happen. It you know? felt like yeah, that. Right, it was right. like they right. clearly had never been really in a fight. With the exception of one guy. One guy. Who was but he said he had done wrestling right. in, I think, high school. Probably had to be high school. Yes. So yeah. that was only, that was the, all the fighting experience he had was right. like organized right. wrestling. Right. But it was clumsy, and they finally get him down, though. So they're successful in their in this first fight. And they think they now have sort of the upper hand here for the sure. situation. They don't. No. Yeah, they have no idea. No. They're so closed in, they have no idea what's going on around them outside. Mm -hmm. You know, they, and so, you know, in their mind, they think they've got power now. They got this guy. He must care about this guy. Darcy doesn't care about that guy. Got he doesn't care about what's going on in there, right? He just is concerned about what's going on underneath that green room, which is where they produce the kitchen, where they produce all their heroin or whatever it is that they're, they're, they're baking down there, right? Yeah. And he just wants them out. He wants his cleaned up and he wants to move on. And the only reason really that he's not just going in there and just shooting all of them is because he wants to be able to set them up. some sort of set up the bodies in right. some sort of way. Well, he wants them dead, but he, he wants no bullets. He no bullets. wants, he wants, as he says, um, how did he put it? Um, blades and bites. Blades and bites. Okay. The blades, you know, they had knives, they had machetes, and then they had these two pit bulls. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, that was the interesting part about this movie, too, is the Pitbull handler was, like, concerned about that Pitbull. Yes. And took care of it. Yeah. And clearly loved it. This Nazi, like, right. loved this animal. Right. Way more than... He had more concern for the dog's life, way more than human Oh, yeah. He didn't, like, he didn't like people. He just no. liked his dogs. This is, like, a, this is the first moment I've seen any of these characters have any emotion. And it's towards... It's concerned towards the dog. Right. Which right. is just kind of interesting. Yeah. Their priorities are obviously completely skewed. Well, you know, if we can jump, I know we're jumping ahead, but jump over, that, that, that last moment where the, the handler's dead, you know, and the dog, the one dog sort of reappears, and rather than attack the people he's been attacking, he simply goes over to his handler and he just lays his, he lays his, you know, his snout on his arm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he's nothing without the commands that his, and, and in some ways that's who Darcy is, Right. You know, he's kind of like the, he's he's the guy who's throwing out all of the, the commands. And everybody else, like you said, are, are his dog. You know, I I thought he was an interesting choice for uh, casting. I'm not sure yet. Yeah. If I thought he was effective in this moment. He had a little bit too much of that Commander Picard in him still. You know, the he way he, it's that voice, you know, or um, the... I, we, I keep wanting to call him Magneto. Oh, uh, Professor Xavier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Professor X. Um, yeah, from X Men. You know, so I, I it was hard separating him because the, he he wasn't stretching his acting muscle a whole bunch in this I, in this film. I so, wish there was a moment or two where he really showed 
his dog, essentially, like yeah. his like animal, yeah. because he was a so he was soft spoken. Yeah, everyone was afraid of him clearly because of the things that he's done. Yeah, he's set up some sort of image of himself that right. he's brutal and right. um, in control. Right. But I wish we as the audience saw one of those moments, like him really yeah. losing it and not being like the Patrick Stewart that we know. Well, everybody was concerned about him um, showing up. He, you know, he shows up halfway through this film and everybody's like, oh, Darcy's coming. So already you're afraid of whoever this person is. It would have been, I thought in my mind, more effective to have had him be a much sort of sweeter guy. Mm -hmm. At the beginning, you know, where he's like, you know, hey, you know, everything's cool. And you kind of get a sense, okay, this guy's fine. And then he, you know, then he's not so sweet, obviously. Yeah. He seemed even keel the entire, the entire time. To the very last There, there was never a moment where he actually right. lost it. Lost it. I wish there was yeah. that. Because the guy obviously is completely crazy. He's right. completely nuts. And I wish we would have seen one of those yeah. moments where yeah. he went completely right. nuts. Right. Just he even, one. He even talks about the fact that they're not, you know, I just wanted to clean this up, that they're not able to clean it up. He 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 admits to maybe underestimating, you know, his own plan. Mm -hmm. You know, but he never gets he never takes it beyond that level, you know, where he just completely now goes berserk and everything just kind of goes crazy. Yeah. Like it probably should. And maybe if they just would have got an actor who is that same demeanor, right. but there's something else underneath right. where right. a brewing evil something. Right. Right. I don't know. He, this wouldn't be the right cast at all, but just the attitude of like Christoph Waltz. Or something like that, where he is still yeah. very put together and sophisticated, right. yeah. but there's something yeah. weird and evil underneath. Yeah, and he's a master of that. Yes. Right? I mean, he's won two Oscars doing Doing, doing that, that exact yeah. same role. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, and, and I think you're right with that. I think that's what you want, that's what you need, because that's what that's what creates this sort of manipulator who's able to take all these, these neo-Nazi kids, these kids who are all sort of lost in, in life and have no family, it's that whole gang mentality, yeah. and he's able to, to bring them in and to follow him, right? Um, so that's kind of what you need is somebody who's just a, you know, just a master manipulator. Yeah. Sweet talker. Kind of missing with Patrick Stewart. Yeah. To me, Patrick Stewart didn't convince me yeah. that giving the gun over is the yeah. only option. You he, know? he didn't do enough in my mind to be able to convince him to just hand the gun over. No. Absolutely. Absolutely. We don't want any guns. That's all he, uh, he, kept, yeah. all he kept saying. We don't want any guns. You can go home. We can go home. You we know, go like, home. Yeah. Like, yeah. Right. Yeah, and what, is, what does he do? Basis sticks is actually it was a, a cool it was how a, they did it it was cool movie. because yeah. you amber is looking through the crate at patrick stewart's feet to make sure he's the only one there and this isn't a trap and the door is kind of opening really slowly and you only see his feet and as he's pulling the gun putting the gun out the window you see the red laces revealed and right. boom he's his arm is grabbed and it's kind of this tug of war between the gun. And he's being completely sliced up by four or yeah. five different guys with oh, knives yeah. on his arm. I mean, that's a, like a machete attack. I've right. seen one. Right, right. Pulls his hand back in and yeah. And it's, it's just flopping right It's there, just yeah. like his, it's a barely on. Right. And right. and thank God for duct tape. Duct tape saves a lot of people. <laughs> it a saves lives. Times. It saves lives. I, wrote, yeah. I even wrote a note about it. Right. I was like, duct tape is you really coming through. You can use it for anything. The movie turns here. Right. This is the first time we really see, besides the first... We don't see the first kill of the right. girl in the no. green room. This is the first time we really see violence going on. The hand, the guy um, 
uh, gets his arm broken and then his belly split open yeah. Uh, yeah. by Amber. It's just yeah. like, all right, this movie's turning to we have now entered battle time. Right. It's War survival. Zone. This is survival. survival mode. Right. Yeah, this is kill right. or be killed yeah. at this point. We just got to get out of this room. Yeah. We're going to go. Some of us may die, but we got to go. And so they try. Mm-hmm. And he was right. Yeah. Some of them did die. Some of them did die. Right. And it was, yeah, because... He was the guy that died, actually. He was the guy that died, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because, uh, yeah, in that moment, that's the first time that they use a dog. Yeah. The dog yeah. gets one guy on the neck out. Right. And yeah. then the, uh, that guy jumps out of a window. And as soon as he jumps out of a window... They're waiting for him. Yeah. Right There's no the place to go. No, no, There's no. no place to go. Every time they go out to the out of the green room... People don't come back. Yeah. Some people fewer, don't come back. Fewer people come back. But yeah. they're every time they come back to the green room, they're realizing more and more how they have to survive. Right. And they're becoming stronger. Right. And becoming, I guess, more animalistic too. Right. Uh, right. They're losing their humanity every time they go out. And they're losing their fear. Yes. Right? Because it's survival, they're at the point now where there's fuck it. You yeah. know what? I may die, but they're not scared anymore. You know, it's now down to, you know, our bass player guy with the with the duct the duct tape on the arm and Amber, this person that we still don't ever really know. We know what we learn about her is that she's part of the neo Nazi group. Right. He was she was part of the house band, which I think we're all just probably part of the neo Nazi group. Yeah. There, you know, I, I think they did a pretty good job at making you wonder whether or not she was at some point just part of the overall plan to get these people out. I thought about that a couple times. Mm, mm-hmm. You know, was she just in there and she was going to get the band out and feed them to the wolves out there? Or was she truly trying to get out of that room? Did she feel her life was in danger? We find out that, yeah, you know, of course it was. Definitely in danger. Yeah. I like Amber's character. And she's definitely, because I think that she's lived in this very violent um, environment for so long, she's, I think she's got the highest kill count of all these characters. She has no problems killing also. She's the first one that slices the belly open. She's um, fine with stabbing people in the necks and slitting their throats. And we need to survive this. We need to get through. We need to get out of here. Um, And we need to do whatever it takes to do it. She's accepted that from the whole time. I think it takes the rest of the band members. That's their journey in this movie to realize you have to almost become them to beat them. Right. And then he shaves his head and they put the uh, like camouflage stuff right. on their faces. They are. He now looks like a neo-Nazi himself. He's transformed. Yeah. He's transformed into them. them. His character really, really changes. Cause this whole time yeah. he's been very soft-spoken. Yeah. Very, he had the instincts to, at the beginning to that something is wrong here. He didn't want to be there. One of the first times that they run out of the room after his, even after his arm is slashed up, the guitarist, I think, tries to hand him a weapon. And he was just like, no, no. I'll just hide. Or, or I'm, I'll just, just I'm, just, I'm just running. Yeah, I'm just running. Yeah, he yeah. doesn't even want to. He just wants out of there. Hurt anybody else, right. even though they just cut up his entire arm. Right. And they happen upon them setting them up. They're right. blackmailing them. They have the, the guys at the van. Right. Uh, Amber ends up killing both of them. And the only person that the basics basis actually ends up killing is the kill shot of Patrick Stewart. Right. Kind of his full transformation into a neo-Nazi yeah. or yeah. just a, a survivor, essentially. Yeah. 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 And I, I always love, I think we, when we, when we talked about Chucky 
Child's Play a few weeks ago. We we kind of joked around about how uh, Chucky's mom, not Chucky's mom, but um, Andy's yep. mom, mm-hmm. suddenly became this great shot with a gun. Yep. You know, this guy who's probably never shot a gun in his life, you know, pinpoint shot right through the right through the head from you know how many yards away yeah it was was a great shot whoa okay wow because they only had so many bullets but uh but he did it he did it cool all right there we go green room the green room wow it's done not not like any green room i've ever been in well the next time i'm in a green room i'm going to check all exits uh make sure there's more than just one check the yeah check the floorboard see if there's (laughs) there's a heroin cookery in the basement you never know that's your first sign that you are not in the right place and i make i'm looking around here there's only one exit in this room here too with all the horror going on around the green room the sam room yeah yeah oh boy well, thank you again for coming back. Hey, it was I'm happy a fun to one. do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Please plug yourself. Oh, uh, Tommy Lee Johnston on Instagram. You can find me at Tommy Lee Play. Tommy Lee Play. And you can find me at Beep Beep Richie T on Instagram. And also check out Playground Social, which is the studio that we're recording this at. Mm-hmm. But until tomorrow, let's get spooky. All right. Ooh, we are Nazis. <laughs>